0: Just a step from city to country, to the rich farmland whose fruitful yields rank Santa Clara County in value of its agricultural products as 11th in the nation. To gross an agricultural income of over $80 million a year, Santa Clara County ranchers practice scientific methods. Welcome to the Farmcast. I'm Emily Schwink. And I'm Dana Schinners. So Ryan, welcome to the Farmcast.
1: Hello, Internet. How are you?
0: So Ryan, what is your role here at VeggieLution?
1: I am a farm assistant slash farmhand slash do everything out in the field guy.
2: So when you first came to VeggieLution, what was your role here?
1: My f- first time here was in two thousand nine, and I was a volunteer, and I was here like many people for you uh, for hours. Uh, I was taking a poli-sci class. And I really fell in love with the place, but then I got busy with school and I couldn't commit to more time. And then last year, I came back and started volunteering around December because I had graduated from San Jose State. And I was like, this is awesome. This is way better than my job at the sushi restaurant. Then I started volunteering uh, more long term. I did the Workday Leader program. And I left for a little while to do landscaping and I came back. It just so happened that a position opened up here at Vegilution and yeah, the rest is history.
2: So you have an interesting background for a farmer though. Um, can you talk a little bit about what San Jose State was like for you and what and maybe a little bit about what you do for Vegilution. And it was what his father had always
1: wanted. I I well remember that afternoon when the boy came home from his last day at school. He was so excited to be finished with books and classrooms, or so he thought. Oh, yes, I was pleased, all right, that he wanted to be a farmer. But it wasn't quite as simple as that. Farming's a very different affair now than what it was when his mother and I first started. It's much more complicated more specialized than it was then, for one thing. I kind of wear multiple hats here. Um, I Well, primarily my my job is to uh, maintain the fields and facilitate volunteers. And along with that, I end up doing design work and some logos here and there for the farm. Um, I went to school for animation illustration. Uh, But my degree says design studies, so it's very confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to say that I'm multifaceted, uh, very talented individual. A Renaissance man, maybe.
2: That's funny that you say the mini hats line, because when I I remember the first day that I met you, um, Casey was introducing you, and... She said, oh, Ryan wears many hats here, and then Colleen walked up and said, yeah, but he mostly wears this one, referring to your straw hat that you wear in the fields every single day.
0: (laughs) So you went to school for design, but how did you get interested in farming?
1: That is a good question. Um, So I grew up in uh, Hayward, California, not too far from here, about 30 minutes north of San Jose, and I grew up in an apartment complex. Um, and not much nature or outdoorsiness there. In fact, my parents hate nature, it disgusts them. My mom hates sand between her toes, she thinks it's just the most disgusting thing in the world. Anyways, uh, so I didn't get out much, but I did watch a lot of KQED and Discovery Channel and <laughs> like Nat Geo and shit like that. And I my theory is like once you're deprived of something like you tend to want it like the grass is always greener right and so I always saw all these things on TV and I was like oh it's so amazing and my grandmother was a super amazing gardener and I spent a lot of the time as in her garden gardening and weeding and pruning Um, and I think those two combined together really piqued my interest for gardening and farming. And stuff.
0: So what is it about vegetation that makes you want to keep coming back? Because it seems like you came, you left, you came, you left, but you keep coming back. What is, is there like one thing or is it, can you kind of expand on that idea of what brings you back here?
1: Uh, it's the pay. They're <laughs> paying me now. Um, no, it's not, that's not it. Uh, no, I come here because, uh, I have awesome coworkers. I get to meet new people every day, uh, different people from different walks of life um, who are extremely interesting, and I would otherwise not meet those people and have those experiences, and I'm helping the community, um, which, which is probably the biggest part of it, knowing that I'm doing something more than just getting a paycheck, which is a good paycheck, by the way.
2: You talked a little bit about your childhood and, and um, how you are choosing to raise your daughter um, in light of your later in life interest in gardening and farming.
1: I try to take her out as much as possible. So she's not even two yet. And she, she loves being outside. Uh, she just likes copying me. She'll grab a shovel and she'll start digging or she'll grab some of my seeds and, like, just throw it at the dirt and then just rub it in. Um, We take her hiking uh, Big Basin, and she actually hikes. She's she's pretty amazing. I've never seen, what, she's, like, 22 months? I've never seen a 22-month-old hike up a hill before. She's got a lot of energy, that's for sure. Um, But I think exposing your child to those types of things it's just going to be easier to have a better connection with nature um, and with agriculture and those types of things as she gets older um, either that or she's going to hate it um, <laughs> but I hope it's hope it's the, the other one I hope she loves it
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess you never really know have you ever brought your daughter to Vegelution I've never seen her here
1: I have brought her here on multiple occasions, but it is difficult because she is uh, very young and high in energy, and she has the attention span of... A chicken. A chicken. That is a good (laughs) way to describe my daughter. Thank you. Um, Actually, she likes the chickens the most. Every time we come here, that's the first thing that she wants to go see is the chickens. Um, So she's been here multiple times and to the youth garden, um, just mucking around, playing in the dirt and going in that little house that they have. She likes hiding in small spaces. I don't know why.
0: So you've been here for quite some time now. Mm. And I was wondering if you have like a your funniest moment on the farm story.
1: I really have to think long and hard about that one because there's so many all the time. I mean, example, yesterday. So me and Mika were going to pick up plants for the plant sale and we stopped by Full Circle. And um, for those of you who don't know Mika, she is our greenhouse slash uh, farm worker like me and um, she is, how would I say, very petite. Anyways, we were borrowing Casey's truck, and it has a bed that pulls out, as most trucks do, um, and she goes to pull out the bed, and the thing just knocks her over, like, just <laughs> flat out knocks her over. She pulls the handle, and it's like someone just put a thousand pounds in her hand, and she just goes crashing to the ground and shit, trying to catch herself, but I just <laughs> couldn't know but like start (laughs) laughing out loud and it was just um, (laughs) but you shouldn't laugh at other people's pain (laughs) Uh, unless they're laughing too
2: okay so in light of that story I feel like um, the story I'm going to ask you to tell next and that story will just give a perfect picture of what it's like to work as a farmhand at Vegilution so can you talk about um, a couple weeks ago when you and and Mika had another adventure of uh, the truck breaking down
1: uh, first, I'd like to apologize to my coworker Mika. I'm sorry. So, we, we buy uh, chicken feed uh, in bulk, and we share it with our awesome friends at Full Circle Farms, and we deliver it there. Um, <clears throat> and me and Mika were taking our now-deceased truck to deliver the chicken feed, and uh, we were on our way back on 280, and... Um, the truck wasn't doing too well, and uh, the clutch stuck, and as soon as the clutch stuck, and I had my foot on the gas, the speedometer went batshit crazy, and went all the way over to that part of the speedometer that's red, where it should never be, and the, uh, what is it called, the transmission exploded, um, it literally exploded. Metal hit the ground, hit the truck, hit a car behind us, and smoke came into the cabin. Um, And so, me being as cool-headed and calm as I am, maneuver the vehicle over to the side of the road, whilst my co-worker, Mika, is screaming, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Um, Anyways, we're... We uh, wait on the side of the road for about I don't know, 15 minutes to 30 minutes waiting for the tow truck. And um, meanwhile, people are honking at us. And I'm assuming it's because I'm so good looking. Um, But I I can't think of any other reason as to why people are honking at us.
2: Okay, so Ryan, on the farm, Mm -hmm. or something that we don't have planted on the farm, Mm -hmm. what is your favorite thing to grow?
1: So on the farm, my favorite thing to grow is... It's a tie. It's between beets and dino kale. Um, I feel like that's a very hipster answer of me. <laughs> um, kale's very mainstream and trendy right now. It's superfood. Um, it's superfood, uh, but I don't care. I like kale. I said it, and I love beets. Um, if I lived in the ideal climate, I would grow Brussels sprouts. That's right brussels sprouts they're good for you and they grow freaking amazing
0: we've talked to a few people so far on the podcast and we have a lot of people we want to talk with but i think ryan is a good example of what makes veggie so special because uh, he started off as a volunteer and kind of just got hooked into you know what we're trying to promote here and what we're trying to do um so it's always great to have someone on staff or just involved in the organization at some level as passionate as he is um, about what we're doing, what he's doing and the underlying mission, you know, of what we're all here for and what we're all hope
2: we're accomplishing. I think we're probably going to have to have Mika on the podcast pretty soon to defend herself a little bit and maybe tell her that she's just as good as Ryan. Otherwise, she might get a little sad. Ryan, thank you for being
0: on our show today.
1: Thank you. I just want to paint a picture of where we're sitting right now (laughs) Uh, because no one really knows where we are, except for us, obviously. Um, We're in an attic at Emmer Prusch Park, veggie property, and uh, we're surrounded by all sorts of used knick-knacks from kids' chairs to tumble mats, shelves, uh, an old Easter egg basket... A plastic hoop? Basketball hoop? I think that's what that is. There's a gumball machine. I'm sure there's rat poo up here somewhere. What about this? Uh, ooh, also a Halloween trick-or-treat uh, basket. Purple pumpkin. Purple pumpkin. Mm. And insulation that I don't think is to code. Um, God, yeah. horrible. It, it's really not that bad. I just over it. But
2: we are sitting in... Um, Chairs made for first graders. And we do have a rug that is a shuffleboard rug as well. Yes. Uh, it's quite soundproof up here. Uh by the the tumble mats that Ryan mentioned. They're great soundproofing uh material. Uh,
1: aside from that, I just want to say thank you for having me on and it's been really fun. And I hope I get to do it again. Oh, and click five stars because I want to beat out my boss.
0: So thank you all for listening. Our next podcast will air next Friday. And we will be speaking with Jen, our youth educator, about food access. It'll be the first episode of our Dirt and Honey series, One Not to Miss. It's
2: good to have the boy at home again to work with me on the farm.
1: Oh, it's funny to feel that he knows more about some things than I do now. Not that my experience doesn't count for something, Mark here. Yeah. But he's going to get that experience now, in the long duel with nature that is every farmer's life. And he'll have had a better start. Than-